Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Happy Horns and Hump Day, Pagans Tonight Radio listeners. We're so glad you're making us part of your All Souls Day, your Dia de los Muertos, and your Wednesday. You are listening to All Acts of Love and Pleasure, the show where we talk about relationships, sex, sexuality, gender, social justice, and anything else we can come up with, all from a pagan point of view. Again, we're so glad that you're with us here tonight, and we'd love it if you were part of the show. You can join us by being part of the chat. I'm launching the chat room. We'll see if it's going to come up for us tonight. It's been a little persnickety. Or you can call in in the U.S. at area code 347-308-8222. You can find us on Twitter at Love and Pleasure. That's Love, L-U-V, and Pleasure. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash love, and that is love spelled the regular way. As always, I am Dr. Susan. And I am Michael Graywolf. And we are kind of extending the Samhain season a little bit tonight. I know a lot of people celebrated last night on October 31st. Those who follow the lunar calendar will be celebrating over the weekend and up through actual lunar Samhain, which is November 7th. Um, we can make that feeling go all, all week long because both with what's happening with the moon, with the full moon coming up and then lunar Samhain, and also having All Souls Day and Dia de los Muertos and other celebrations of remembrance happening around the world at this time. We're going to talk a little bit about honoring their queer ancestors and bringing in some of those other celebrations uh, into our practice or alternatively those practices maybe we've gotten from our family or our heritage, our ancestors and how we honor those alongside our pagan practice. But it's always, we've got to always catch up, even though now that we're living in the same city, it's uh feel like I have a little bit better idea of what you're doing on the daily, but what have you been <laughs> up to Michael Gray Wolf? Oh gosh, uh, not much. Just working so much <laughs> and trying to get adjusted to this new store that I'm working at. Uh, uh-huh. it, you know, it just it makes me miss the store I've been at for the last two and a half years. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I, I like I like routine. It's very uncommon for the Sagittarius to say I like routine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no kidding, right? Yeah, but um, you know, this since I'm so new to the store. I don't really know anyone yet. You know, I'm starting to, you know, getting to know a few people, but um, you know, the team lead, the team leads have me working such a sporadic schedule. Like this whole, almost this whole week, I've been going in at two a.m. to about ten thirty. Yeah. 
It's weird because wow. you know, I'm off today. I was off today. Yeah, I was off today, and tomorrow I go in at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 2:30. But as soon as I get off work, it's basically going straight to bed because I have to be back at work at 2 a.m. the next morning. Oh my goodness, that sounds yeah, brutal. Yeah, and but so, it, it is a little brutal. But you know, I'm adding more punishment to myself because I am going to go try to see Thor. Uh, Ragnarok. Ah. What time are you going to try and catch a showing? 11. It's the latest showing that they have. And it should be out right before I have to be at work. Oh, so painful. Oh, I could have done that in my 20s, but I don't know about now, man. Yeah, you know... I just, I really want to see it, and I'm going to go see it with uh, one of my siblings and their partner, and so Yay. you know it should be fun. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, besides that, you know I didn't didn't really do anything for Samhain because most of the stuff that I've accumulated over the last you know two and a half years for you know decorations and whatnot are all still in storage. Um, because I am still in the process of trying to get my own apartment or an apartment with one of my other siblings. And it's a slow process, but I'm working on it. And, you know, in, in my tradition, you know, we teach that you don't need all the, you know, the flashy stuff and whatnot. All you need is yourself, your thoughts, and maybe some quiet time, some quiet space to go, Sit and reflect. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I did. I've done a little, little reflecting. You know, I've, you know, paid some attention to my ancestor altar that I have up. Uh, I still need to do a couple of things. I poured a, a glass of wine and I have it over there for the ancestors. I really wanted to go get some tequila, and I will probably get some tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. to put in some of the shot glasses I have on there. Uh, and see if I can find some flowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been pretty much what I've been up to. And, and besides, uh, you know, saying goodbye to a friend who's you know leaving town on Thursday. Yes, I can't believe it. I know. I I got to take him out to brunch on Yay. Monday. Good. We went to the Cedar Springs Tap House which I had never been to, and it's actually really nice. You know, I mean, you should probably yeah. go to the Cedar Springs Tap House at some point. Yeah, I've heard that place is really good. I haven't been yet, but, yeah, no, for sure. It's very chill. Uh, they have a nice, like, um, drink menu. It's nice and thick, just how I like it. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've heard that about you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. There's no point in denying. Uh, not tonight. Not. Don't lie. Not not on this show. Like, oh my goodness. What I about just you, looked Dr. out the window Susan? and com- well, I just looked out the window and it is completely dark. And it's just like, oh, it's November in North Texas. Yep. Um It's gonna get know, darker sooner been, too. I know, because daylight savings time ends, we fall back on Sunday. So, you know, but, you know, it's also supposed to be like 90 degrees tomorrow. So it's Texas, like go home, Texas, you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, the last week has been a lot of writing. Um, I have more writing to do. Um, since the last time I, I was on the show, I have um, signed a blog-to-book contract with um, John Hunt Publishing, which uh, I've published a couple of essays in anthologies through their Moon Books um, imprint, and they're doing a series of blog-to-book um, where basically every month my entries will add up to one chapter and then at the end of the year we have a book it's a, it's between 25,000 and, th- and 30,000 words so you know short uh introductory um so i signed a contract for a book that's going to be an introduction to feminist witchcraft um so i'm kind of cool in my heels waiting Ooh. for them to set up the tech side of that i'm super excited about it mm-hmm. um and uh you know i'm kind of chomping at the bit to to work on that and it's been a lot of like you know, I don't think it's any secret to anybody who either listens to the show or follows me on social media or knows me in in regular life that this has been a very challenging turn of the wheel for me. Um, it's, I was describing to one of my oldest friends today is this is it was not supposed to be a hanged man year for me, but this was a hanged man year for me. I really feel from from the tarot, I really feel like I'm one of those characters who's been systematically stripped of everything and, and kind of had to hang out on the meat hook to to get enlightenment and, and we, y'all know that I'm really into the myth of Inanna and the gates so it's it's appropriate um so the last couple of weeks have just been very contemplative for me like thinking about big questions ever since uh my my ruling planet since Jupiter moved into Scorpio um, big questions about what I want my life to look like and where I want to live and what I want my career to be like. Um, so that's all nice and, you know, nice and heavy. Um, didn't do anything for Salon really last night. Just kind of spent time with my partner. And um, we were, you know, trying to have some people from my small personal circle over and just people just couldn't do it last night. Um, so my major ritual work for Salon, which is always a tarot reading for the year ahead, that'll happen this weekend when I have some more time and space. Um, mm-hmm. and just getting ready to just let some stuff go. But it's, I feel like I've been in that process all year. Um, and even right now I was, I was describing it this morning on my social media feed that like, we're still in that in between time. We're in this really liminal space and, and, uh, every, every, up until the last couple of days, the world has felt like very bright and very sharp and, now it's like there's a kind of a fuzzy edge to everything. It's definitely sort of walking between the worlds um, and, and trying to do the work and but be gentle and figure out what's going to happen moving into this next phase. Um, so, you know, nothing big. I mean, it's been just really easy. I, I, I watched most of the first season of Stranger Things, too. So <laughs> that's, been, <laughs> that's been the last few days. Um I'm I'm really curious what this next turn is going to bring. There are a lot of moving parts in my life right now, uh, so it'll be it'll be something to see. But to you know stay stay focused and grounded in the now is uh, kind of the order of the day. You know, do do the thing that's in front of me and try not to think too far out. So uh, I am looking forward to this weekend is my November. Uh, Full Moon Circle, which I'll put, I put that announcement that'll show up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Um Here in a little bit, there's a bunch of stuff that is scheduled to come up through our page, so keep an eye on that tonight. There's all kinds of neat stuff 
Um, but that will be on Saturday, November 4th at 7.30 p.m. at Horizon Unitarian Universalist Church, which is on Hebron Parkway in Carrollton, Texas. And that is open to all women, cis or trans, and non-binary folks who find their homes in women and femme-centric spaces. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. We had a really good circle in October. I had 45 people, which is not a record. Wow. My record is 62. Um, but I haven't had that many in a long time. We were, we were stacked in there. We were stacked. That circle was three rows deep. It, we were really stacked. Um, but, uh, you know, so I'm looking forward to see how many of those new folks come back. And, um, the, the circle closest to that one is always really interesting. Um, so I'm in the midst of, of planning that with this, this lovely Taurus full moon that we're going to have coming up. Um, and just kind of enjoying the, the general kind of feel that's out there in the world um, I really liked that we had one cold day it was like 59 degrees yesterday with rain it's great <laughs> <laughs> now, it'll be, now it'll be 87 tomorrow great oh <laughs> uh, yes that's sexist for you and I, I think it's like when I look back at the weather in Champaign it's like cold just cold I think mm-hmm. let me look real quick oh yeah my folks at home have cold weather, and like my folks up in the in the Twin Cities have snow. Yeah, the the highest temperature is seventy three on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it can be challenging um, practicing, especially for those of us that, that work with sort of the eight Sabbaths, which I know your tradition doesn't quite uh, in the same way. But those of us who work with the seasonal Sabbaths, it can be interesting to. Uh, be trying to work a Northern European-based agrarian tradition in the American Southwest. It's it's a little bit of a trip. Um, so we just have to we have to find other ways to tap into that energy um, and ways to work with it in a in a metaphorical way. And I know that your tradition and mine um, both do that. And and we'll be talking about that tonight. I'm going to bring us in with some Samhain music, though. So I've been wanting to get to some of these songs all year. We only really get to play them at Samhain time. Although, I'm going to start us off with some Mama Gina and Sisters Waiting, which I will play at any occasion. But it always makes me think of um, all the all the priestesses and the women in my tradition that have uh, come before me and that I honor at this time of year. So, here we go. Sisters Waiting on the other side. Sisters waiting on the other side. The veil is thin and the body is tired. Sisters waiting on the other side. Sisters waiting on the other side. Sisters waiting on the other side. Her embrace is slipping from 
You're listening to All Acts of Love and Pleasure with Dr. Susan and Michael Graywolf, and we are bringing a little Samhain into your week. We know a lot of you celebrated yesterday, but we'll also be celebrating into the weekend on towards Lunar Samhain on November 7th. That was Tabashir with Samhain long ago. Before that, you heard Celia, the veil is thin, and we started off that set with Mama Gina Sisters Waiting, um, which I mentioned really makes me think about all the women who have come before me, women I know and women who, who laid down my tradition of feminist craft um, for me. Um, and ancestor work is sort of not an explicit part of what I do in my tradition, but it does get worked in. But I know that you do a lot of ancestor work in your tradition of the unnamed past. Michael Graywolf, um, could you tell us a little bit about what that is like? Since I know you don't celebrate the the eight Wiccan Samhains in the same way um, that a lot of folks do, what does ancestor work and what does this time of year look like for you? Well, ancestor work is one of the big things in our tradition. Um, <clears throat> you know, trying to get all organized in my head. You know, we do ancestor work throughout the year because when a brother is initiated, they are paired with an ancestor of men who love men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, you work with that ancestor for however long it is, it, whether it's, you know, for a while. Usually that pairing is, you know, for a very long time. But we will pair up with different ancestors, either, you know, our men who have men ancestors or ancestors of blood uh, to do various tasks because we, they're spirits. We do a lot of spirit work in the unnamed path. And I don't think we really talk about that a lot. You know, a, a lot of people will usually just focus on, you know, our gods or goddesses of the tradition, but or even they'll just say like the ancestors and not really understand that we do a lot of work with the ancestors. They are the ones who give us knowledge. They are the ones who help fuel our magic. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, yeah, we don't celebrate the eight Sabbaths, but officially, but you can be a member of the unnamed path and celebrate whatever you want. Right. And uh, so I know yeah, we have a lot of brothers who, yeah, a lot of brothers do celebrate them. Um, well, not all of them, you know, usually just like the big ones like Beltane, Samhain, Yule, 
midsummer. Those usually get celebrated quite a bit. Um, but for, and you know, since this is very much a time of the year where the veil is very thin, um, across all sorts of cultures, even, you know, speak, I am of Mexican descent. I celebrate Dia de los Muertos. So I definitely, this is a time of the year where we all just focus a lot on the ancestors. Um, and, you know, everyone does it differently. I myself, I have an altar that I keep up year-round. And when it's around this time of year, I will probably go back and add some more colors to it. You know, I'll freshen up some of the stuff I have on the altar. You know, make sure all the pictures look nice. And I have shot glasses for various uh, ancestors, family members, uh, and whatnot that I will try to, you know, make sure I have something in there for them. Uh, at the moment, I just have a glass of wine uh, on the altar because I haven't had a chance to go get uh, a bottle of spirits. But uh, can I think what else? Do you have anything that is like your personal tradition? I know I mentioned that I always do a tarot reading. Do you have uh, mm-hmm. anything like that that you, you try and do? or For me, myself, not at the moment. Because, well, just in celebrating Dia de los Muertos, that is kind of a thing for me. My family has not really ever celebrated Dia de los Muertos in the past. My mother always just said, you know, it's a Catholic thing or, you know, it's a Mexican thing. We're not Mexican, um, which we are of Mexican descent. You know, our family came from Mexico, but, you know, we are very Americanized. And, you know, just me acknowledging and me celebrating Dia de los Muertos is part of me reclaiming part of my ancestry, part of my culture that, you know, has been kind of washed away. Um, For sure. Yeah. I mean, well, and I know in, there's been. Go ahead. So I know there's been a lot of really. Um, I mean, I'm a social scientist, so I'm going to go with interesting um, conversation about sort of the way in which um, Dia de los Muertos has been uh, adopted and even appropriated by white folks. Um, I mean, not that folks of Mexican mm. descent and from Latin America can't be white, but by like by white non-Latino folks um, and the way it's mm-hmm. been commercialized. Oh, there's been a, a, you know, some interesting tension around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I am, I am one of those people that is, gets a little vocal around that, but I, I also fall into the trap of like, Ooh, look, this, you know, that's part of my culture that, you know, yay. But then I have to, you know, step back. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, this is very like mass produced. This is, you know, who, Who's who's doing this? You know, who where's the profits going? Um, right. Which is which is why you know I I was very sad I wasn't able to make it to the Latino Cultural Center for their um they had a Day of the Dead um, carnival or celebration thing during the day, and then they had a uh, a a dance later in the evening which was more geared for adults, 
and they had I can't remember the name of it, but it, it had to do with the the clavica, the skull uh, face paint, and I can't remember what the name was. But oh, I, I was know very it, sad but I'm, I'm able to attend that. My my Gringus yeah. manager is gonna mess that up so bad. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> yeah. I know. I saw but, that event, and and that looked like that was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really wanted to attend that, but I am I am happy with some of the stuff that has been coming out. Um, in the media for you know Day of the Dead, like there's been some great movies that are coming out that have come out and that are coming out. Uh, one of my favorite movies is uh, The Book of Life. Oh yes. Uh, which came out a couple few years ago, which beautifully done. Uh, you know, it's very, you know, it's not a real you know legend or anything like that, <laughs> but. Uh, and Coco, which is coming out in around Halloween, not Halloween, um, Thanksgiving. I am very excited for that. That looks amazing. I've been, I've been seeing people talking about that, and that does look really amazing. Because, um, yeah, it, it is always this sort of tension. I know, like, here in Denton, there's a, a thing that happens on the square that the organizer calls Denton Dia de los Muertos, and they, they have people who, like, basically build go-karts that are like coffins and it's this whole thing. Um, but a significant portion of the Latino and indigenous community here in Denton actually protests that event because it's very, very whitewashed and they don't actually bring in any elements of Dia de los Muertos except for the skull face paint. Um, and it's a very, very, very white, very commercial event. And so you sort of have that stuff on the one hand and then you have things like the Latino Cultural Center uh, is doing and you have you know, some of the art and stuff that really comes out that I think is done in a more of a spirit of cultural exchange. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's been interesting to watch that, that debate really play out, especially given what the climate in the country is right now. Um, and, you know, what I know, I definitely see a lot of uh, my friends who are activists saying, you know, sort of like, you don't want my, you don't want my family, but you want my culture um, and opening up these really important conversations um, about what that sort of mm-hmm. looks like and, and how, you know, I definitely have seen uh, more and more Anglo pagans bringing aspects of the Adelis Murdos into their practice. And I know I have a weird relationship with that because this, the, that is part of the spirit of the land on which I practice and like, what is, what is okay mm-hmm. and what is not. And also I just really love Panda Marte. Um, so <laughs> I, I want Molly to Panda Marte really bad. So, you know, so what aspects of, of that are you bringing into your practice? You said it's really important to sort of reclaim that history that's been kind of stripped and whitewashed away. Well, I try to do, you know, as much reading on it as I can and, you know, listen to even like radio shows that are mm-hmm. specifically on the Little Smithos, like our very lovely friend Laura Gonzalez does every so often. I believe she yeah. and Hammer doing like, it's a rebroadcast of a show that they did uh, after hours. And she is, yeah. she is also sending me messages on Facebook. Of, like one of the things that she just sent me was a uh, Katina, or I believe that's the spirit of that's associated with Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and that's, a, that's an excellent plug for, yes, Pam, Pam, it's porch is coming back uh, at least for tonight. And, and we'll be, uh, Laura Gonzalez talking about Dido with Muertos, which is, is lovely because there's I if you don't, if y'all don't follow her on social media, you are missing out. 
Um, she posts so much great stuff, and she's just also super funny um, and super thoughtful. But she's posted some really great stuff about Dia de los Muertos um, this year, and, and definitely worth sort of staying in um, and uh, hanging out after all acts of love and pleasure to listen to her. Um, and I, I think, you know, hearing you talking about the importance of ancestor work in your tradition, not just at this time of year, but, um, you know, that it's part of your tradition is mm. throughout the year, I think it's really key. Because I'm starting to see more and more um, people out there in the pagan blogosphere uh, talking about doing ancestor work, not just at Samhain. And that, that that's something that I think as we're growing um, as a community and as you know a constellation of traditions um we're going to see more and more of that and it's really interesting to see people connecting with both their ancestors of blood but also their ancestors of spirit and the spirits of the land in a really um Mm -hmm. powerful way um to kind of connect their this practice Mm -hmm. especially those of us that practice more something that is based in kind of european uh, Wicca-based tradition to connect it more to like who we are as as people and the land that we stand on. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's kind of funny. You, you would think that being, you know, people who work with spirit, people who work with magic and whatnot, we should we would have had you know this already connection to working with ancestors in the past. But you know, our you know the pagan movement is you know not that old and whatnot, but. Right. A lot of people who are reclaiming and whatnot, or you know, they are trying to you know reconnect with their roots, or you know, finding out you know that there is actually a lot of ancestor work yes. that needs to be done. Yes, I, I will never forget that, and I think I've told this story probably last Samhain on this show, but I went to a, a council for, council of uh, magical arts CMA event way back in the mid '90s. Um, and there was a group that did uh, the redneck pagan ritual, which, I mean, is a funny and satirical mm-hmm. ritual. Um, but, I mean, they, literally, they went all out. And these were folks who were native Texans um, and who came predominantly from, you know, poor, white, southern roots, you know, people for whom, they, you know, they were, much like we say we reclaim the word witch, they're like, we've reclaimed the word redneck. Um Somebody parted out a Trans Am and built the altar on the engine block. Like um, <laughs> one of the the priests actually got the the like really crazy um, polyester curtains from his childhood bedroom in the trailer he grew up in and sewed his ritual robes out of them. Like the um, the ritual feast was RC cola and moon pies. Like the high priestess came out in in uh, cut off jeans and a bikini top. Like. You know, it was it was something, and they they invoked Earth with what looked like a piece of roadkill, and uh, air with a Marlboro light, and South with a Zippo, and uh, water with um, a bottle of Lone Star beer, and so they were like playing with these stereotypes, and it was super funny. But at the end, um, you know, they came out and said, "You know, okay, this is all sort of done in good fun because our our ancestors like a good joke." But in, you know, in paganism, we like to talk about our, our Irish, especially white pagans, right? Like to talk about our Irish ancestors and our Scottish ancestors and our, our friends, our, our ancestors that died during, during the witch trials and all that. 
But if we're honest, a lot of us, we don't really know those people, but we know our redneck ancestors. Those are the people who Mm -hmm. helped make us who we are and that you have to honor that. Even if, you know, you have left behind their religion and their values and, and, and everything else, these are people that made you who you are and to find the things that are worth celebrating in those people or, you know, being very honest about the fact that, you know, my, you know, my granddaddy, yeah, you know, he was really important in my life. Um, he might be really freaked out if you knew I was a witch now, but he was really important. And they, they really, um, I think, spoke to the way that a lot of us will try and go to the distant past for our ancestors and ignore the, this really important heritage that's right in front of our face. Um, and it was so powerful. And people were mad. There were people who thought it was really offensive, that there shouldn't be anything funny at Salon. And then there were people who were offended that they kind of got called out on, you know, wanting to reclaim their, you know, 14 great-grandfathers, 14 great-great-great-great-grandfathers who, you know, might have been a McAllister or whatever, but they don't want to talk about who they are now. Like, it was really contentious in the community. It brought up a lot of really complicated um, emotions, but... I, I thought it was just such a, like, it was clear that these people, even though they were having so much fun with these stereotypes, like, there was so much love for these these ancestors, these family members that they were calling into this space um, and uh, not trying to make them be something that they're not. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I think about that a lot as I watch people try and kind of make peace with their difficult ancestors as they do this work now. And I know I've got my own difficult ancestors. Mm. I try to work with <laughs> it ain't easy. <laughs> you can honor mm-hmm. them. But you don't have to like them. Um, and it's, 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 yeah, there's, there's a lot out there in, in the blogosphere just over the last five years, really watching that, that change. So that, that's maybe a whole other conversation at some point. <laughs> hmm. And, and I know that in the kind of the rainbow camps that I've been in, um, seeing really explicit honoring of queer ancestors, um, whether they were pagan or whether they're our ancestors of blood or not, has been a really important thing that a lot of groups have started to do yes. to kind of bring those, those folks back into history. Yes. Uh, if, if I can um, interrupt, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but um, go for it. You know, that just, you made me think of um, when I was at Between the Worlds, I took a picture of their ancestor altar, which oh, yeah. I loved, and I shared it on my uh, Facebook. Uh, I don't know if I shared it on any of my pages or anything like that, but it was very simple. You know, they had a picture of Hyperion, um, Eddie, uh, the founder of my tradition, on there because he had you know, been so integral in uh, you know starting. Well, he started the Unnamed Path, and he was—he had been a member. He had attended Between the Worlds a couple of times, and they had a couple other people. They had a Sparky T. Rabbit on there. Um, I believe they had Margot Adler. I think that's the right one. Mm-hmm. I hope I didn't just name someone who wasn't dead. Um, oh no, Mar- Mar- Margot has passed. Yeah. Uh, um, they had Crystal. Uh, one a four. A member who had passed uh, named Crystal Bear was on there. A um, couple other people, and I'm sorry, I don't remember their names. And they also had a a nice nice uh, 
collage photo with uh, their names of the pulse victims on there. Beautiful. And Beautiful. they had a they had this uh, particular candle, and I I will find out from someone where the where you can get this candle because it says um, I'm going to so butcher it and I'm like oh let me find it real quick. It is um, the rise and power candle. Um, mm. I'm scrolling through my pictures as fast as I can, see if I can find it. But um, it was actually made when Eddie uh, passed away. Uh, the guy who made it was a friend of Eddie's, and he did it. Can I see it? Okay. They do not rest in peace. They rise in power. Yes. Yes. I love that. That makes me think of there's um, a proverb. It gets credited as a Mexican proverb a lot of time, but it's actually a kind of a turn of phrase from um, Dinos Christianopoulos, who's a Greek poet. Um, that's that he said in, in relation to the fight for for gay rights um, that they tried to bury us. They did not know that we were seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the idea of rise in power always makes me think of that and that quote always makes you think of rising in power um that the you know that that's our our ancestors and our i mean you can divine ancestor however you want right um <laughs> they are what they're from from whence we rise mm-hmm. no i you practice a feminist craft do you have is it not really it. Is it? Is there any type of structure? Or I'm not sure uh, how I'm saying this. Not really. Um, it tends to have kind of a, a wickedness structure just because of the you know how it sort of came mm. about. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of discussion um, within our tradition, within my tradition, of uh, you know the connection between uh, sort of. Uh, Women and and I would argue also like queer and trans and trans queer people um, who practice craft and those who have been uh, persecuted for that in the past. Although certainly the people most people executed for witchcraft around the world across history uh, were not necessarily practicing witchcraft and were definitely not practicing anything that looks like what we do. Um, there is a, a an important invocation of the kindred um, spiritness between uh, marginalized people now, um, you know, women and, and other mar- other marginalized people who are sort of claiming their power and, and people that have been uh, persecuted for kind of walking outside the lines of society. And I mean, and that's, that's fraught, certainly. Um, people sometimes use that as an excuse to do all kinds of weird cultural appropriation-y things. Um, but I know my sort of, the, the way that I honor my ancestors at this time of year, in addition to the people who I've known and loved um, that have passed is I think a lot about um, the trailblazers who came before me. I think a lot about people like Margot Adler. I think a lot about, um, you know, Margaret Mead and Benedict who were not witches, but who were feminist anthropologists. You know, we're, we're invited to um, 
sort of look at the way in which the trail has been blazed for us and then alternatively how we are making the trail for the next group of people to come along. Um, and the, the focus on, at least in the type of feminist craft I practice, um, the focus on social justice work and social change through craft and project, craft and magical practice is absolutely part of that. Um, you know, my sort of Samhain practice, it's kind of a, an amalgam of uh, kind of Wiccan Samhain and uh, a more feminist craft inspired Samhain. So um, I'm not sure how my dad and how, you know, my friend who just passed, my high school friend who just passed here a few months ago, how Chris, I'm not sure how they totally feel about being on an ancestor altar with like Margot Adler and Mary Daly, but I'm hoping they all work it out. Um, <laughs> you know, cause I look at, at how all these, these people and their contributions and the things that they've created have kind of made me who I am and made my practice who it is. And um, there's a, another quote I see, I keep seeing it passed around uh, pagan boards as attributed to anonymous, but this is actually the words of um, native American poet, Linda Hogan. Um, and this is what's this is going to be a, one of the invocations at my uh, circle this weekend, actually, because we'll be doing some ancestor work. Uh, or she says, "Walking, I am listening to a deeper way. Suddenly, all my ancestors are behind me. They be still. They say, watch and listen. You are the result of the love of thousands. And that makes all my hair stand out, <laughs> you know. And I like <laughs> to think about that. That and not just you know in the sense that you know." through love people create biological children um, and biological families. But I, I think about all the sort of love that I've known and um, that has helped bring me to where I am. And that makes it a really, it, it's, it's interesting because Samhain is a, it's a, de it's a death festival, but the other side of death is life, obviously. Um, and I think a lot about mm -hmm. the role that love plays in, in what we do at this time. Um, that, you know, sometimes we honor people that maybe we did have fraught relationships with, but, you know, we are, we stand as the result of the love of thousands, um, you know, and so even, even honoring the dead can be an act of love and pleasure if you approach it, if you approach it that way, if you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, but, and, and here we are at the end of, at the end of our hour, it's hard to believe, um, it's hard to believe we're at the end of our hour, at the end of our lunar year. We're making this this switch into the into the next turn of the wheel, y'all. It's hard to believe. Um, and I absolutely oh invite yeah. you. I know, right? Um, but I invite people to uh, absolutely. Uh, we'd love to see pictures of your altars, of your ancestor altars, of your Samhain altars. Uh, please share them on our Facebook page at facebook.com/allxlove. Definitely stick around and listen to Laura Gonzalez and Pamit on Pamit's porch talk about Dia de los Muertos. That will be lovely and amazing. Laura is always fabulous. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, do you have anything Woo. else coming up I, that you you? Oh, you, you woohooed! What's up? Uh, let me see. Oh no! Ba ba ba! I'm trying to think. <laughs> um. Now, now that you put me on the spot, my mind is blanking. Um, oh, in <laughs> two weeks, if I remember correctly, we are having back a very special guest. Uh, yeah. So I can just double check my our calendar because 
speaking of queer, uh, you know, one of our favorite guests, Lee Harrington, uh, should be coming back to the show in a couple of weeks. Excellent. To talk about his new... Yes, he's uh, got that new anthology coming out, to which you and I um, both his new, contributed. The new, the new book, he... Oh, what? Ty? Yes, Ty, yes. Very good about that, uh, because it should be available for pre-order now. Uh, and yes. Oh, I think I lost you. All right, I think we lost Michael Graywolf. Oh, it's me or you. Hang on. Of course, we've got to have technical problems with the veil is thin. Everybody coming through. So absolutely stay tuned. We'll have Lee back. Um, you know, keep an eye on the Facebook page. If there are, are guests you would like to hear or topics you'd like us to cover, please contact us through our Facebook page or through via email at actsofloveandpleasure at gmail.com. And I'm going to take us out with my uh, it's my favorite Samhain song, whether it was intended to be a Samhain song or not. Uh, Ginger Doss with Come Down. Stay on Stay on the line. Stay tuned for Laura Gonzalez and Pamet on Pamet's Porch.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.